I'm Pastor Clark, and it's a gift always to worship God together. Uh, This has been a long week of beginning to say goodbye. I trust that you have received the news and my letter that I have accepted a call to Zion Lutheran Church in Davenport, and I will be leaving St. Paul. My last Sunday will be April 11th, the Sunday after Easter. It's important to me that you know that I was not looking to leave St. Paul. I was invited to consider this position. And I will miss you all so much. These almost five years now have been just full of blessing. That what I needed, you provided, and what I had to offer, you needed. And we have been through ups and downs, but overall I just could not ask for more, which is why saying goodbye is is hard. Of course, it's just the beginning of saying goodbye. We don't have to say final goodbyes now, and I'll have more to say later. But right now, just know that you have my deepest, deepest gratitude. The Gospel according to John. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus said to Nicodemus, Just as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, so too the Son of Man must be lifted up, so that whoever trusts in him may have eternal life. Because God so loved the world that God gave God's only Son, so that everyone who trusts in him might not perish, but have eternal life. I mean, indeed, God did not send the Son into the world in order to judge the world, but so that the world might be saved through him. I mean, those who trust in him are not judged, but those who do not trust in him are judged already because they have not trusted in the name of the only Son of God. And this was the judgment, that light came into the world. But people loved darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. All who do evil hate the light and do not come to the light so that their deeds may not be exposed. But those who do what is true Come to the light so that it may be clearly seen that their deeds are done in God. The Gospel of the Lord. Still, O Christ. So on Tuesday evening, Council and I were here for an un- planned council meeting, which I shared the news. And Liz, Liz Mink, council president, she told a story. Liz, well, and John and others, but they were uh, on the interview team that were the first to meet me and to invite me further along and eventually to become your pastor. 
Well, Liz told the story about <laughs> when, when they first saw me, just the look of me, they were not sure what to do with me. I said, why was that, Liz? I didn't think I looked so weird. She's like, well, your skinny jeans and your red sneakers. And... But I tell you that my first impression, or one of my very first impressions of St. Paul, was through a story that John told. I think this might have been, you know, not part of the actual interview, maybe just passing some time while we waited for someone or something like that. But John told the story about how he and Carl were married, you know, right here. More than just that story was the story of how St. Paul responded. Just continued to hold them in love as they loved each other. That's when I first thought, well, this is a place I could be. It's not just the politics of the thing, but the, the love. Those concentric circles of love. The promise that this is a place where the light of Christ and the light of love can be seen and known and felt. That's what drew me to St. Paul. Later I would learn, I didn't fully understand at that time, how St. Paul, maybe St. Paul's leaders alone, I, I don't know, were feeling that this, that time, five years ago now, was a low point. A low point in the life of St. Paul. That helps explain what I, what I was noticing at the moment was this kind of surprise. You sure you want to come here? <laughs> this kind of like walking on eggshells kind of feeling of like waiting for me to get scared away by something. I mean, maybe you've known in your own low points in life when maybe you're not feeling so great about yourself or you're anxious about the future, how easy it is to lose track of that light of love. To forget that the, the light of Christ is shining through you, shining in your life all around you. What Jesus is telling Nicodemus is about God's motives. Why did God send Jesus into the world? And the answer is love. Love, not judgment, not finger-wagging, not cynicism, not a last-ditch effort. Love, the same love that was at creation, same love that God has now for the world love. A couple weeks we'll be at Monday, Thursday, and we'll hear again Jesus say to his disciples, as I have loved you, so also you should love one another. Love. And then later, at, at Easter, Jesus tells them, and after he's risen from the dead, he says, as the Father sent me, so I send you. 
we were all sent. You know, five years ago, we were sent to each other. I to you and you to me. We could ask ourselves, what was God's motive? Why did God send us together? And the answer is love. Love. That's why. In looking back on these last five years, it's a question we can ask. In loving the light and coming to the light and not being afraid of being exposed, but being willing to learn and to grow, grow deeper in love. Did our love grow deeper? Our love for each other as a church, yes. Our love for this community, for the world, also. I would definitely say yes, but for all of them, I mean, myself included, St. Paul as a whole, but I don't want you to get the impression that I think that love wasn't already happening here. I mean, take, for example, St. Paul's Sunday School. A lot of churches have a very programmatic way of going about it. I mean, the program of St. Paul's Sunday School is, is love. Sometimes that doesn't look as polished as other programs or other churches. But I tell you, Donna Jean, Gail, Gail, the other folks on that team, love. You can tell by the way that kids want to be there and go to Sunday school and how excited they are to receive the you know, the gift bags and the videos that Gail and Donna Jean have been doing in the last year. You can tell it in how Donna Jean so often just can't speak but is overcome by emotion thinking about all these young people she's watched grow up or is watching grow up. That love was happening here at St. Paul long before I got here. And thanks be to God, Donna Jean just kind of tells me, stand here and say this. You know, Vacation Bible School, read this story. Come be a part of this video and play this role. And I'm happy simply to serve because I know that her goal, her purpose is love. And the same is true of Roberta and Evelyn, the Thanksgiving baskets, the team that puts on the community meal every month. That's love. That's love happening here. That's the light of Christ, the light of love. Once Greg told me that, um, you know, there's a, there's a, it doesn't, it doesn't work anymore. We, we, we stop paying the bill for it. There's a, the system is all set up in the office for a, like a burglar alarm. Greg said, yeah, you know, a number of years ago, there was a handful of break-ins in the neighborhood, but there was also a break-in here, and that's when we got this installed. But then he went on to say, but then we started doing the community meal. 
And that stopped. I mean, that was a sign to him that the community could feel the love. I feel like we've done so much good together. It's hard to pack it all in into one sermon to celebrate you. And I know that you would say, because I've heard you say it, well, Pastor, we would never have done that without you. You might say that about the listening campaign. You might say something like that about the Listen, God is Calling campaign or about hope in action. But the reality is we did all of that together. There's not a single thing that I accomplished here that I did by myself. Every step of the way, from that first interview in my red sneakers until right now, has been that call and response, that echoing recognition of love. That I serve you and you serve me so that we can serve the greater good. That's the way it's always been. And if I have been able to serve you so that we could do greater things, thank God. That's why God sent me. But it's also true that you serve me that we did it together and that it was that flame of God's love, that light of God's love that made it all possible. So that even though I'm leaving, that light still shines. That light that, when it comes down to it, has nothing to do with me is really kind of an accident and if you see it in me, it's, it's God. God remains with you. I know because of what we experience together, you will never leave me. I used to not, you know, when I was younger, I, I read these words of St. Paul about how I thank my God every time I remember you in prayer and all these kind of lovely things, things that I thought were great but didn't really understand in a deep way. That's how I feel about you and my time at St. Paul is gratitude for what I got to be part of with you as God sent us all into the world. Love. And God sends me and you to a new chapter, to new people, and because it really was love, it's hard to say goodbye. I mean, I dreaded calling up Liz 
to say I was going. And I, <laughs> I sat for so long in my office, procrastinating on making the first phone call because it really has been love. Still is, will always be. And I could ramble on about this for a very long time. But I'll stop now and say, thanks be to God.